Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, live on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world. My name is Steve Curran. Hi, sorry I'm late. Uh, I'm Simon Byron. Uh, and I'm Anne Scansbury. Um, I don't think anyone could have told anything. No one could have seen my feeling there if they hadn't heard you literally taking off your coat. I'm going uh, at it on, actually. I was just being assaulted. What? Uh, really? Outside by Where did he touch you? Well, he grabbed my shoulders and kissed me all over. That's okay. If you Valentine's Day tomorrow. It is. It is. He gave me goosebumps. That time of the year, isn't it? How are you, Anne? Um, good. I didn't get that. So that was good. He only kissed you once. Yeah. Good to have you back, though. Thanks. We yeah. missed you. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. awful last week. Was it? Really difficult. Awful. Every single news story ran over. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't your fault. What was no. up with you? Oh, I had a very terrible migraine okay and um, after i asked that question i was glad that the response was nothing serious or, <laughs> or embarrassing <laughs> glad to see you looking better anyway thanks yeah um, um i'm feeling uh, great so um i'm feeling great apart from my thighs okay because we danced on saturday uh, and i've still got i've still got an injury i don't think it's an injury i've just um i can feel where i danced which okay. particular dance move do you think was causing that injury it's the one where you're dancing around yeah and then you're on the floor oh <laughs> stro- what you mean falling over <laughs> not, not that one Ah, oh, okay. That's a good time. We should explain. Uh, there was a surprise, surprise. on Saturday night uh, for Steve. Uh, it's, it's my birthday party. It's a special birthday, Steve, isn't it? 21 again. 21 oh, again. again. Keys to the door. <laughs> Did you have a nice very, time? Very, very big keys now. Yes, uh, I had a brilliant, brilliant time. It's a surprise party. And what? you two were invited. We were there. Um, uh, Craig the Rage was there. Yes, uh, family. that's true. Who else from the show? Ed's done some stuff on the show before, yeah, hasn't he? he has. He did the fan fiction back in the day, didn't he? Weather Girl was there. Weather Girl. Weather Girl. She organised it. Mm, she did. <laughs> She's very good at that. Yeah, there was... Uh, were there any other video game industry luminaries there? Jonathan Smith was there, wasn't Richard he? Bates. Richard Bates was there. Was it for video? I don't know. We'll have to drop in uh, later on who we forgot. <laughs> okay, put that into the podcast. Ben, can you just put like <laughs> just put a beep over over the next bit? And yeah, it was an amazing night though. So thank you to those of you who were there. Those of you who weren't, don't worry. You got another opportunity to celebrate my birthday on Friday at Marioki. Great, great. S- see you there. Can't wait. Mm. My second birthday. God, you're worse than the Queen, aren't you? <laughs> Many ways. Um. It's not just Anne that's back, though. We've got some studio guests. Yes. We didn't have any guests last Thankfully. week either. It was, uh, well, we did on Skype. On Skype, in a studio yeah. guest. Uh, hello, Henry and Chris. Hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, Henry and Chris are from a band, um, which we're going to pronounce Tick Castle. <laughs> that, that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming in. Oh, you're very welcome. It's great I wonder what here. we'd be doing with a band in the studio, Anne. I don't know. We do love music. We do love music, don't we? Do we do love music. Uh, we'll be chatting to you shortly about some stuff. Uh, we should also announce, of course, that it is happening. It's the annual Resonance fundraiser. It's on now until right Sunday, now. the 19th of February, 2017. Uh, go to fundraiser.resonance.fm for info on how to give or keep on listening. Just keep on. Keep on listening. Don't, don't go away. Ready, yeah. Anne? Let's do it. Seven oh four on Monday, the thirteenth of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. Valve is getting rid of Steam Greenlight. Greenlight lets players vote on which games they wanted to be put on sale through the store. It'll be replaced by Steam Direct, which will put games directly in the shop, so no more campaigning and waiting for developers. Valve says it wants to remove the barrier between developers and their audience. Uh, Valve also admitted that the quantity of content coming in is so large that it can't curate it anymore. Instead, developers will have to pay to get their game on the store, so if you want to go green on Steam, you better get your wallet out. That's the big news, isn't it? Right at the end of that story, people will have to pay to put their game on Steam. So what you do in most uh, games anyway. You, have, you know, uh, microtransactions, something. Right, yeah. So it? Money. Money. Good. Yes, uh, I feel sorry for Valve, because whatever they do, whatever they, they do the yeah. people are going to complain. And they haven't announced a price yet, have no, they? No, they announced a range of prices. What Between was that range? $200 yep. and $5,000. Per game. Per game. Uh, the money uh, will be recoupable. Uh, is what they said. So you will. It will. Um, Does it, did they define what that means? They didn't know, and right. so it's the interpretation of that which will be interesting because it could be recoupable across across. You know, because Valve take a cut of the games that you sell. So maybe comes out of that, or someone said, doesn't it mean recoupable if they choose not to publish? So if you pay that money and yep. they go, no, actually, we're not going to put your thing on the store. Then uh, we'll give you the money back. That, that wasn't my interpretation no, of it. Mine, mine no, who, who interpreted it that way? Some dude on the internet. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason that they're doing it, uh, they're getting people to pay, is so that they can try to weed out any people that might be putting joke games up or games that are going to be offensive. They're like, well, if you think your joke's that good, are you willing to pay five grand for it? Is there a lot of those games right now? Are there a lot of those games right now? As someone who I, I think I've I've mentioned this before, but like because I wasn't playing games with guns in last year, it was you know quite a struggle to find things to play, and I was tending to log on Steam every day to see what the new releases were. I didn't see a lot of you know obviously joke games. There were some sort of meme based silly things, especially around the time of the election. There were a few Trump games, but the bulk of them were just you know uh, mid range indie titles. Uh, which where, were, where were you looking? I was looking on the Steam store just searching for new releases. So all new releases or popular new new releases? I was... It defaults to popular. But I was then tagging okay. just general and I was usually going between indie and casual. Those were the two subcategories. sums you up, Steve, isn't it? <laughs> indie, indie casual, yeah. <coughs> Why? Is, it, is your experience well, different? Well, well, because the way that Steam... Uh, Displays games mm. um, has changed over time. It changed yep. recently. Changed in the November Discovery Update 2.0. I mm-hmm. think it was called. Um, uh, yeah, and and that's part of the problem is that the um, the amount of content on Steam means that a lot of it will not be appropriate for everybody. Some of it will be more appropriate for other people, and that's what mm-hmm. they tried to change with uh, the most recent update. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to comment without knowing fully exactly what they're going to do. Uh, what was clear was that Greenlight um, had its problems. I think um, it was shrouded in mystery. No one fully understood exactly what the criteria was, uh, how to get out of it once you were in it, you know, the sort of timings of that. So at least this way round, it's clearer. Um, yeah, it's just a case of sitting tight and waiting to, waiting to hear back. Uh, I'm sure that they'll pick something sensible. Um, I think that um, also talking about joke games, it wasn't just joke games that they're trying to uh, stop getting up on the store. It's games that are offensive. Now, as soon as you've paid for to have your game up there and Valve goes, do you know what, guys? This isn't really on. We don't want this on our store. Then you get in a bit of a sticky situation because they've paid to have it on there. So... Yeah, they must retain their um, uh, their standard terms and conditions, I would have thought, which will mean that you can't just stick anything up. 
Would you get your money um, back? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that you would get your money back. Good. Good. <laughs> what, 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 what are we thinking of? <laughs> I've got some ideas. Some more details have come out about Nintendo Switch's smartphone app that will let you voice chat and manage your online gameplay. A press release for Splatoon 2 has given a bit more away, but not too much. Uh, it says the app will connect to the game and allow players to set play appointments with friends who have been added to their Nintendo Switch friend list or via their social media accounts. Outside of that, there wasn't a whole load of information, and with only two weeks to go until launch, it may be a case of figuring it all out when it arrives. Just two um, weeks, four days, actually. Okay, so what do we know about the Switch's friends list? <clears throat> we don't know whether we're going to need to uh, input a friend code <laughs> at any point. Is what's not clear. However, by the by, the sounds of this, mm. well, by the sounds of this, if you do once, uh, you will be uh, pulled into um, your central smartphone app, and I will be going, "Hey guys, let's let's play some some Splatoon yeah. at three o'clock today." And you'll go, "Yeah," and you'll get a vibrate, you'll get an alert, Steve, and okay. you'll you'll put down whatever it is you're doing, and then you and then we'll play Splatoon. And you can play it anywhere because you you just have it in your ba- out and about. Sound about. Yeah. You could be in and then you're going out. You just do it wherever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes over the last sort of few days, and we'll talk about that in the review section. But one of the things, uh, the sort of standout things, is how appallingly they handle the network side of things, how how terrible the sort of social side of things is. In order to add friends, you have to still put in a, uh, a 10-digit, I think it's 10-digit, maybe What's 12-digit code. Uh, it's one, two, three, four, five. Exactly. Six. <laughs> I, yeah, um, and it it makes me worried uh, for the for the switch, uh, which is meant to be a social. Device. Yeah, I, the impression I get is that um, in at every stage where people have gone, well, hang on a minute, doesn't Nintendo normally do this? Mm. Uh, they've gone, oh no, actually, it's this this time round. So people have been talking about um, the build quality of the Switch, and they've been comparing it to, you know, does it look like the original three D? So it looks like the DS or the original three DS, which uh, took a couple of iterations to refine. And yep. it's like, no, this is, looks lovely, and you touch it, and it's nice and yeah. stuff. So. Um, They've clearly got some legacy issues in terms of how they've handled stuff before. They're a completely different type of company in that they they often appeal to a younger audience, and so they do need to be protective. And I th- you know, I think that's been part of the charm of something like Splatoon, which uh, they are introducing voice play into this version, yep. which isn't in the original, and that mm-hmm. was why we were that's why we're happy for our children. I don't to play want it. it to be there though. No, but th- this one, um, you'll uh, from what I understand, you'll have voice communication with your friends, right, over a phone. Okay. So Imagine. Like... <laughs> uh, are you guys uh, excited about the Switch? Got anything about the Switch, Chris? No, nothing. Do you know nothing? what the Switch is, Chris? No, nothing. Okay. You're gonna say, we're all going to be playing them all the time, so when you're out gigging, we're going to be putting those down and playing some Mario Kart. What about you, Henry? Uh, I'm vaguely interested in the Switch. I haven't ever bought a Nintendo console or game before, so this wow. might be where I'll start. some principle or...? No principle at all, just ignorance, basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Nintendo. Right, well, that, well, that's a start. And you lived in Japan for a bit. That's true, wow. I did. <laughs> is making three big VR games. Speaking at a media roundtable at the company's studio, founder Gabe Newell explained that he isn't interested in putting, uh, just putting existing games in VR, that he wants to create new games. He didn't say anything about what the games will be, but talking about VR hardware, he explained he's not concerned about making it super affordable right now, saying, if you took the existing VR systems and made them 80% cheaper, there's still not a huge market, right? There's still not an incredibly compelling reason for people to spend 20 hours in VR. Once you've got something, the thing that really causes millions of people to be excited about it then you start worrying about cost reducing that's what he said I was a little worried she wasn't ever going to stop then <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read go out his entire okay. speech right uh, how long have you spent in VR this weekend Dan? quite a bit have you? have you spent 20 hours? Um, no I don't think I've spent 20 hours I've spent maybe 10 okay Maybe a bit less. Uh, I'd imagine later on we're going to cover some of it in mm-hmm. the review section, are we? But can we talk generally about your VR experience? Uh, generally, my VR experience uh, happened on Sunday, which okay. came after Saturday, when right. we did all the dancing and the drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't feel great. No. <laughs> I had to have a couple of... Um, I know that they advise taking um, a, like a 15-minute break every hour. Um, I was fine for the first couple of hours, and then there's, there was a jumpy thing. I really had to go and lie down. I felt really, really ill. Really Are you Ill. talking about Scavenger from yeah. VR World? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's quite, that's yeah. quite yeah. blur. Um, but I really like it. Do I you? really like it a lot. I think it's really excellent. Um, yeah. What did you try first? 
No, I'm not talking about this now, Simon. I'm not asking you to score it. I'm just I don't want to give general. away all my gold. Yeah, this review section should just be a list of numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Have either of you guys tried VR? Doesn't it make you feel ill? <laughs> well, if you've been drinking, yes. That's a, a, Anne's research. Yeah. Henry? I haven't tried VR, no. Um, and isn't Resident Evil 7 out on it VR? Is. It's horrific. Just really terrifying. Terrific. I couldn't face it. I faced it for a little bit and I'm never facing it again. Nope. No. This is uh, good news, though, isn't it? That Valve, uh, so they've obviously pushed the boundaries with the hardware. They're part of the, uh, the raft of companies that have, have pushed VR into the consumer realm. But one of the things that is, is possibly lacking is everyone's trying to make money out of VR. And I think software companies are struggling because there isn't the install base. And it needs someone with the expertise and, you know, the backing of Valve to push at those boundaries. It sounds like that's what they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there, uh, d- there was a piece of news as well that they're reinventing the controllers. Yeah, uh, um, so he was talking about how they're, um, you know, making these games, but at the same time he also wants to be creating software. And he mentioned uh, that Miyamoto, that's something that he mm. did, and um, sort of making these two things alongside each other gives you a better end experience because you're not just creating them in isolation from each other, which, you know, it makes a lot of sense. The thing that they're battling against is is that you're really excited about your PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll take, talk about that more later in the show. But Simon, you had one at launch. Yep, I've still got one. How much have you used it recently? Well, uh, after the, the initial wave of content, um, it has slowed down a little bit. But recently, there have been a couple of things I've been uh, interested in. Finally, this week, um, they launched uh, I Expect You to Die, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to playing. Um that's an escape room game within VR. I played Resident Evil 7, Ooh. which is horrible. <laughs> yeah. um, and then prior to that uh, was Battlefront. So, yeah, uh, it's, not been, it's not been out as regularly as I had hoped. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there is stuff coming out for it. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that he's saying, you know, yeah, they, they, put, um, they put a couple of their, current, like their old games in. Uh, in VR because that was just a nice thing to do it was a bit of novelty but he, that's not what he wants to do like creating um, content specifically for VR is do interesting do you think there was any significance to the number of titles that they said they're working on three yes do you think there was any significance to that was that Gabe giving us a secret message was he doing a little wink you you tell me no, I think the no, I think they're literally just working on three games. <laughs> because some of the speculation on the internet was that that was him saying Half Life Three. Every time he says something, <laughs> it rhymes with three. Like someone, yeah. Uh, I think that's probably not true, right? Like they're just they're just making some interesting games. I hope they're good. Great news if you're a fan of queuing for ages to play a small amount of a new video game in non-lovely conditions. E3 is selling 15,000 tickets to members of the public for the first time. Tickets won't be cheap though, it'll be $250 for a regular ticket or $150 if you get an early bird ticket. Last year E3 Live, an event open to the public outside the convention centre, was very popular so they're hoping to build on that and bring in more money since some of the big publishers have chosen to move away from the event. E3 will take place between the 13th and 15th of June this year. This is amazing Isn't it? <laughs> I'm always tempted to go to E3, E3 this year. I mean, I haven't been for a few years. No. And just sit outside. Sit on the steps and just watch and shake, shake my head. And I, go, hey, you thought you had it difficult with, uh, you know, bloggers who, who would make off with anything that wasn't nailed down. Yeah. Now you've got the public. And... Oh my gosh, to be one of those people as well who thinks that spending 250 quid, uh, $250, sorry, well, it's the same thing these days, uh, on that experience, which is, is an experience which, you know, I, I've said, you would have to pay me an awful exactly. lot more than $250 to, to go, go yeah. through that experience, which last time I remember, uh, last time I was there was a couple of years ago, three years ago, I think, was just men filming the Call of Duty, the, not even the Call of Duty trailer, but the countdown to the Call of Duty trailer on their cell phones. Uh, it was, yeah, it's appalling. It's an appalling place, an appalling way to see games. And you shouldn't, no, no one should have to go. And if you have to go, you should be paid a lot of money to do that. You got any interest, Anne, after that? It's open. You can Advert? Do, yeah. I mean, probably get an early bird still. Yeah, yeah. I think early birds. They open today, but it also looked as though they finished today. Mm. It's a bit confusing. Um, no, 
It's not even a thing, no. though, anymore. Like, um, Gamescom is, is the thing where yeah. all of the publishers seem to be there, you know, wide range of titles, a lot of announcements as well. But E3 has not, as far as I'm aware, been a thing uh, which the publishers even care about for, for several years. Its purpose has changed, hasn't it? When it was um, originally founded, it was about showing off software that would be available in your stores at Christmas. Mm. And now you don't necessarily need these tentpole moments to use marketing speak do you Anne? no you don't but someone someone i saw on on twitter uh, raised the point that this this essentially is the death knell for e3 because previously the thing they had was saying this is an industry conference right it's or an industry gathering a trade gathering you go and see the games so people would sneak in and say yeah you know but you shouldn't be here it's for us uh, but by doing this, they're essentially going saying, okay, well, now we're going straight up against Gamescom and saying, yeah, it's industry and consumer, but also against the all of the PAX events, which happen year round. And so they just become one of those, except for annoying and less consumer facing than the other things. So they're not mm-hmm. going to win even on the on the terms that they were originally winning on. Do you think they st- it still works as a uh, a moment when everybody gets excited about no. the press conference? You're not going to stay up till four o'clock in the morning to watch the Microsoft press conference. I don't think it's been roll that on for over to years. the six o'clock Bethesda no, conference. I mean, who's who has been op- opting out of this thing? Nintendo opted out ages ago, right? Activision. Like, Activision do their own thing. I think they were amongst the. Activision started doing their own thing when. I was a journalist like 15 mm. years ago uh, and I, I'm sure that the biggest publishers are so big now they can all run their own conventions they can all guarantee that they will have their own platform to make the announcement about them make the sort of media cycle about them as well so who are you left with like who's there bang man <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Valentine's Day is just one sleep away and Pokemon Go has already gone full heart eyes emoji. Until the 15th, all pink pokies are easier to find in the wild or will hatch more frequently from eggs. And because Valentine's Day is all about getting something sweet from the ones you love, you'll get double candy too. So go and get yourself out there and you might find the love of your life. A sweet little jiggly puff with a handful of candy. I might pop out for 20 minutes. Shall yeah. I yeah. pop out and get some Pokemon? Yeah, go on. Go out and get some Pokemon. <laughs> okay, right. I told you about this, didn't I? Yeah, I know. And you said, that's my birthday present to you. Yeah. Don't expect anything else. Don't expect anything else. Sort uh, this out. It's a good thing to do, right? Everything's a bit more pink, like Valentine's Day should be in, in, in Pokemon. And I caught myself a Chansey the other day. Oh, so. did you? Yeah, that was exciting. Uh, you haven't been playing it for a while, though. No, I haven't. You said, you said I, you've opted out. Yeah, I picked it up uh, the other day, but it used to be forefront of my mind mm. all day, every day, and it's uh, since drifted. And this hasn't brought me back in, and I love, no. I love the little pink ones. I'm going to I'm going to overtake ones. you soon, aren't you I? Are. I'm still playing it. Level yeah. 24 now. Uh, it's taken a long time, isn't it? What, to get oh, to level 24? Yeah. Simon, you have no yeah, idea. After you get off to level 20, right. each level is a chore. That's that sounds fun. Games, yeah. though. <laughs> That's those games, and we'll talk more about that in the review Will section we? when we talk about Fire Emblem Heroes. Have any of you guys been playing Pokemon Go? I did have a go at the one before Pokemon that made Pokemon the Ingress. weird future. Ingress, Ingress that's yeah. it. Because our guitarist was playing it for a while. Okay. So I ended right. up chasing him around London trying to stop him <laughs> putting right. things on things and that. <laughs> Who won? I think he did. He's okay. got more stamina than me. All right, Chris, mm. Pokemon Go. That's Nintendo, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Business Pastel Mutual. It's from chipmusic.org, which is where we get so much of our brilliant chip tune music from Business Pastel. Business Pastel. It's, it's a clothing choice. <laughs> right. Maybe you're not familiar. Maybe you just go casual Fridays every day. But when I get in the morning, I think, is this biz- yeah. business vibrant or business pastel? Right. And I go, business pastel most it's days. got to be named because the url was available surely <laughs> surely yes just like one life left which is the radio show you are listening to maybe you're listening to the podcast you can find us at www.onelifeleft.com did we get something through about something that was named very similar to one life left recently it's like Sounds one like the sort of thing we one do. life one, one it's like a charity stream type thing yeah i'm sure really? i saw it I saw, I saw it, thought, must take action, then didn't. We haven't heard from our, our well, proposed friends who are setting up the uh, setting up the gaming cafe thing called One Life Left. As soon as we called off the lawyers, they went oh, yeah, silent, yeah. didn't they? Let's call the so lawyers So if you're listening, on. if you're listening, drop us an email for next week. Uh, otherwise, lawyers back on. It's the last show uh, next week before we go on our... Uh, sort of six week break where yeah. we're going to go off to GDC we're going to record some shows um, one in Chris Graff's bedroom <laughs> the rest year. on the show floor and then we're going to broadcast them so last chance last 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 chance um, and that coincides with because uh, we we got an email off Henry originally didn't we mm. and um, in typical One Life Left fashion we forgot to reply didn't we for a while we do because mostly we reply on the show right? <laughs> exactly that's <laughs> how like, so we conduct our business yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, hello. Thank you for coming. I'm really, I'm really, really pleased you were both able to come in on this particular day. Um, we should say there are four other members of the band who couldn't be here, sadly. They're here in spirit. Oh, sorry. sorry hold, no, on. hold on. There we They're go. here in spirit. Okay. They good. sit within us. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a bit about your band. So uh, we've basically perfected music, essentially. Right. Wow. Yeah. Good. That's so true. we're That's a six-piece rocky band, oh, which yeah. means that with most karaoke... You have a terribly cheesy backing track yeah. that kind of does the job of giving the music for the talented singer out front. But what we do is we take that away and put a live band in wow. instead. Wow. We How are that terribly cheesy backing <laughs> track. <laughs> <laughs> Replace it with well, us. Well, as someone who's cheesy. wrestled with some of the things we pay £2 each from Sunfly from, yeah. I mean, uh, Prince Charming's backing track is appalling. Um, how long have you been doing it for? Five years. Five okay. years. And what, yeah. and what sort of venues do you play? Uh, all the big ones, ones. <laughs> <laughs> all of them <laughs> whereabouts are you, are you sort of primarily London based or yeah, yeah I, I think our headquarters is uh, Ryan's Bar in Stoke Newington I don't know if you know it's kind of a uh, very charming dingy basement okay yeah is it, it must be, is it close to loading uh, fairly close to loading yeah we have kind of thought about pitching ourselves to loading before right and maybe we didn't we came up short a little bit wow yeah what was it uh, what, so what, what prompted you to form the band had you had bad experiences at karaoke or well a friend of ours has a, a sort of festival maybe that's overstating it slightly <laughs> in the same way that it's overstating it to call us a band <laughs> <laughs> in uh, Yorkshire's dad has a house and they just get all the farmers and locals and they have some cider and they have a stage and right. it was his idea to do a live karaoke okay so that was us how do you how do you pick the songs that you're I mean what what what, what makes a good karaoke song to sing with a band uh, anything forceful so Bon Jovi will go down quite well okay. Queen does quite well um, and then we did Robin Dancing on My Own once which went really well right. and it's it's that weird thing of like it's the same with karaoke I think it's like the things that you wouldn't expect to fly suddenly do so suddenly you find yourself playing Neil Diamond and <laughs> yeah. realising that he's a genius <laughs> and has written some of the best songs ever written because crowds love them wow. so much how often do you add new, new tracks to your repertoire every show really I mean yeah we we must be coming up to 150 songs that we kind of know now at least right uh, I say that and then I know we'll get to the show in April and be like we can't play that one <laughs> we've got 15 for it <laughs> spoilers there aren't they? Chris you're the you're the drummer yeah well, and what do you do Henry I play the bass and sing a bit of backing vocals okay and then the other four are oh there's uh, dancing band, girls yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> we've got uh, a keyboard player we've got the drummer the bass player and then we've got three guitarists wow yeah What's that band? It, there's a band in Italy, right, which is like Rock 1000 or something, and they've got literally 250 guitarists, 250 bass players, 250 drummers. I think we're aiming for that. Wow, basically. okay. 
Yeah. Wall of sound. Blimey. <laughs> like it. So they've got 150 songs, Steve. How many have we got? 300... About 350. Is that more than... <laughs> <100? laughs> that it's more complex, because <laughs> some of them we, we, we do one, and then we're like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> Take them out again. Uh, but we've got about 350. What songs work for you guys? Good question. Uh, we The anthemic ones, at the end of the night, we find that uh, the best songs to close a night with... Uh, songs that are not just verse, chorus, verse, middle eight, mm. chorus, end. They have to be structurally interesting yeah. and also have a bit of sort of drunken yelling in. Yeah. So <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody works really well. Total Eclipse of the Mario Kart works very, very well. Nothing compares to you? Uh, we, have that. we have that. You, yeah. We have that. Uh, it's quite a hard song to sing, though, mm. that one. You need a good singer We for don't that care. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, uh, uh, definitely songs that everyone knows, like, is, is, is the key, at least for us, because you want not just the singer singing, but everyone in the audience joining along. Joining well, it's been interesting uh, because um, we, we say sort of classic karaoke tracks, which, tracks, which we're running out of being able to do now, yeah. aren't we? Because we've done them all. <laughs> yeah, there's not a huge crossover between our set list and theirs, is there? We found, uh, when we compared set lists, we found about, uh, I think it was about 20 songs uh, on there. It's interesting, we, isn't we it? I wonder know. why we that just, is. We were just curious. Just curious. It's good to check databases against each other. Right, exactly. <laughs> See if there's any correlation. Yeah. Uh, but we did also find lots of songs on your list that we were interested in very uh, interested in, in doing in writing doing you know prompting us what should we do about this then I mean it seems like we've got a lot in common doesn't it i.e. <laughs> 20 songs and that was your, <laughs> that was uh, that was your original suggestion wasn't it Henry it was yeah yeah I, I sent this email when drunk I have to say so uh, you know drunk things become beautiful things right uh, yeah and now most we're, children yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> and now we're doing a show together we're aren't doing we, guys? a show exclusive yes. a benefit a for Resonance FM Absolutely. It's part of the annual fundraiser. We're doing the uh, first ever live band Marioki. It's never been done never before, been done. as far as we're aware. And we are the people who do Marioki, exactly. so we should know. Uh, we're doing it on April the 8th. 6th. 6th <laughs> through until 8th. <laughs> April the 6th. Start sixth. on the 6th, and we'll see how well it yeah, goes. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to do it in a bar in London. Which, Good. We're just, yeah. uh, just finalising the details on that at the moment. Um, yeah. Venue to be confirmed, but it will be ticketed. Ticketed and we paid entry as well. Because we are raising money for our All money station. going to Residence FM. But it will be a phenomenal experience. Now, there are going to be some technical challenges that we have to work our way through. What are they going to be, Steve? How on earth are we going to make the lyrics sync up with their... Free-spirited playing. Yeah, are you quite disciplined? Are you, or it was only improvisation? I'll let the drummer in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like a beast that can't be caged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then also, it sounds like a technical challenge. That's a technical challenge, but also I was, I was chatting to someone about this the other day, and they were like, it's very different doing karaoke with a live band than it is doing karaoke with the, with, with the, you know, the Sunfly backing tracks. Right. Very different. You're going to have to have some very strong performers to carry this. Hello. So I was like, it's all right. You know, the, 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 uh, the sort of motto, the official motto of, of Marriott is no one dies alone. Yeah. We're always going to be backing people up. It sounds like we've already got some backing singers. Dancing uh, girls. So, <laughs> dancing girls. So it will be fine. And if it isn't going to be fine, it's going to be worth your entry fee to see it not being yeah. fine. Exactly. Yeah. So They're never yeah. to be repeated. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, that's great. Thank you very much for that. I'm really looking forward to it. Any, any tips for prospective performers then? Uh, how, how do you make sure that you're giving it your all? Or uh, I think karaoke and rockyoke are like that thing of singing into your hairbrush in front of the mirror, right? It's all about you having a good time, being a star, even if you don't feel comfortable mm. being a star, and having people there to support you. So the more people on stage, the better, and let's just have a lot of fun. Good. Uh, details to be announced on the Facebook page and the Twitter page. Where can we, where can we find out where you're playing if we wanted to come and practice? <laughs> I think we have a Facebook page. <laughs> Do we still? <laughs> <laughs> Probably on yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, are you on, yeah. on Twitter? Uh, I'm on Twitter, yeah. Henry H. Barnes. Okay. Chris? I, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about this some more. Hopefully, we'll have a venue sorted by the show next week. Do uh, keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter, and we hope to see you all there. Hello. I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. 
a recent discovery has shown new light on how fruit ninjas came into being. Apparently, they were originally veggie ninjas, but due to a cold snap in Spain, there was a shortage of vegetables to use, so they turned to fruit instead. This explains why films like The Karate Kid became big hits, and also why martial artists like Bruce Brocker Lee, Courgette Lee, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles from Brussels Sprouts, are successful movie stars. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Letters. Good work, team. Uh, there was no begging this this week. Uh, in fact, we've got too many letters. Um, CJC and uh, Costas, thank you for your correspondence. CJC, we mentioned yours last week. Um, Costas, I think yours might be a little too long for, for the shows today. We're going to keep them in our in our back pockets. Uh, and maybe use them in future. Anne. Good. Uh, question for team and SSGs. Uh, what is the most ridiculous game name of all time? I was pretty underexposed to console games when I was younger, but from my experience, I'd say the PSP's WDIDTDTML beats out even the most ridic- uh, ridiculous of Kingdom Hearts maths equations. I vividly remember t- uh, tuning into the PlayStation Store that week and laughing at how great of a name and theme what did I do to deserve this my lord was for a platformer with a slight religious theme so funny uh, possibly related any games where the theme or premise carried you all the way through jazz punk comes to mind for me cheers Nate I mean Kingdom Hearts was going to be my answer all of those titles are ridiculous uh, ridiculous names Final Fantasy obviously has has some of that naming problem as well so I'm stumped there no it down they're all stupid what about they? the uh, second half of the question Simon a, g- a game where the theme or premise has carried you through it's been something that attracted you in the first sort place like Uplink I think which started the sort of uh, the pretend that you're a hacker type mm, uh, thing that you know it's using quite a basic user interface and there's been a renaissance of those recently hasn't there yeah Gone Home for me was the one where the theme and the premise got me straight away because it's unusual mm. to have a game set in that very very specific specific era anything to add yeah Hyperlight Drifter which I found very difficult and kind of annoying but the story behind it carried me through the guy who had a heart problem right and it's about his health issues I was more interested in him than the game but I went through it anyway it's good Uh, I was thinking about her story like that uh, the premise of like trying to find uncover bits in that sort of um, uh, in that like using a database to uncover a story was quite interesting and did work through it so yeah good good Henry you've got a letter yeah at the weekend oh sorry dear team and super special guests at the weekend I finally finished my work working my way through my PS4 pile of shame leaving me nothing to play except PS Plus games that I don't really feel interested in I resorted to reading Reddit where I saw someone talking about how no zombie game has ever had you play as a patient zero trying to infect the rest of the world this got me wondering what is the game you always wanted to play but that doesn't exist love and kisses Chris Stewart Ooh, that's a good question. Um, for a very long time, I wanted to play Elite, but in <laughs> on modern systems in VR, and that's what I've been playing recently. Uh, so that's good. Um, I also thought that I remember talking to you about this around the time of uh, when He's GTA. He's pointing at me. He's Sorry. pointing at me. You're not me, Simon. Hi. Uh, when GTA 3 came out, I, right. I, I remember telling you, oh, I'd really like an open world game like this, which is more persistent, a little bit like Elite, where you could do, you could run drugs from one place to the other. It's a little bit more fluid. Um, I guess most of the ideas I have for video games I want to exist, I try and make, and then very quickly realise why they don't exist, <laughs> <laughs> and then regret. Uh, doing that so yeah it's a hard question to answer isn't it mm. Bangman 2 yeah exactly yeah uh, a dating sim but with cats so you want to date a cat humans and cats I think you're talking oh, of yeah. um, they got one with pigeons right? yeah, well, yeah. Just, the name's just gone for me had a full boyfriend had a full boyfriend yeah yeah anything to add to team no 
Psychonauts 2, but that's coming soon. It's coming, anyway, coming. So it's got, it's got you covered. Yeah. Chris, you've got a letter. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. I can't escape it. The music for Pokemon Go is annoying. <laughs> Just too repetitive and always trying to take focus if you want to listen to something else instead. How's the original Mario theme so good? How can I listen to that short tune so many times without going crazy? What's your favorite game soundtrack? I've always gone for The Secret of Monkey Island, which manages to be catchy and fun while still underpinning the game. Pip, Pip, Robert. Best game soundtrack is N++, but I don't know whether that counts because it's just... What?! <laughs> is that your answer? No, that's the that's the Pokemon Go. It does sound annoying. Can you stop it's that on going out over the radio waves, please? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's annoying. It's it sounds like an eighties TV off. show. It does, doesn't it? It's it's like Challenge Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will always def- default to the Commodore sixty four and Amiga soundtracks. Always, and I don't think I could ever tire. I was, I was listening to the Bomb Jack theme yesterday, really? Steve. Just, what, yesterday. just apropos of nothing. Apropos You're like... of nothing. You know, a game from the 80s. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Persona 4 Golden. Really? That's a better answer than Such I was about. soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it's really okay. good. Proper Japanese pop. Mm? It's not long till Persona 5, is it? I can't wait. Can you not? I can't wait. <laughs> My toddler's going to go neglected. Mm. <laughs> I've really struggled to get... I got quite far in Persona 4. Oh, it's Brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. The I, only good thing about Final Fantasy, the latest one, whatever number it is, is the realistic Japanese food. But Persona 4, <laughs> Golden, or 5 give you all of that all the time. There you go. Immediately redundant. Final That's Fantasy. make it... Yakuza's out, isn't it? Yeah. I want that game. Might might get that game. The show's just turned into a wish list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you've got a copy of Yakuza yeah. and... Uh, good, is that it for Letters? That is it. Um, I mean, maybe Koskas, he ends his saying, uh, do you think VR's killer app will come from a big studio like Valve or Ubisoft? Or will it be a smaller team or indie dev that will crack it? What genre do you feel be the most conducive we've, for a VR game? Out of theme. It's over. To finally be considered. I don't, I feel I mean, bad about these, these long letters. No. Let's devote next week's letters exclusively to Costas. Let's not. You have to write in. Yeah, also CJC uh, you have to write in we we did well this week for letters very good thank you very much um, if you want to write in team at onelifeleft.com
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Popcorn Kid and Out of the Sound. This is banging! And thanks. Well, it's my birthday tomorrow. So. <laughs> taking my top off. I haven't taken my Put top it back off. On. Yeah, alright, it's back on. Uh, so that isn't our only announcement um, for in, in terms of Marioki. Oh. Is that right? Mmm, that is right. We are doing a show in San Francisco. You all know about that already. Uh, we're doing a show on Thursday night. It's massively sold out. You should join the waitlist. There will be tickets on the door on the night, but uh, it's going to be a brilliant, 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 mm-hmm. brilliant night. And we're really, really excited. But that is not the only gig we're doing in America, is it, Anne? No, it's not. It is not. America's far away, right? It's miles away. You have to get on an aeroplane... Ages. ...for for a long time. It takes a while. San Francisco, in particular, is one of the furthest ones that you can go to in America. We're obviously not going to rock out to America and just do one gig and then go home again. It's crazy. We're going east coast to west coast. Doing a US tour. Doing it. Doing it large. (laughs) Doing it, as I believe is is the parlance, we are doing it large. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are going to be in New York and we're going to do a Marioki gig over there and we are doing it at... Baby Castles. In association with... NYU are going to show some games there. NYU Game Centre are going to show a few games and we are going to do a gig on the Friday night uh, before GDC. What is? Do you know what date that is? It's like 20-something. It's 20-something. Mm. It's is in that February. Fr- you know, it's, that, it's the it's last Friday. Friday you know, there aren't that many February. Friday. You can work it out, Fourth right? Friday, third, whatever. While you work it out, we're going to work out how to uh, do a Facebook page for that. The tickets will be available on the door. Uh, they'll be $5 because it's a warm-up show. Warm-up. Warm-up show. You also, know, first time in New York. First time gotta, in New York. Build, a, be, build an audience. Be welcoming. Yeah. $5. $5. Um, and we're really excited about that first New York show uh, so please if you are listening to us in New York on the podcast um, 24th or, or on the live residence stream we don't know uh, please come along to Baby Castles on the 24th $5 entry Simon won't be there won't be there that's why the entry price is so low yeah. yes yeah. so you know keep your expectations low <laughs> and we'll keep the price that we way significantly too. less tears for fears that night sounds good though yes sounds like a good night good yeah, we're really, uh, it's been quite a struggle to organise this. Really, really scary stuff because New York's a big city. Right. Out of our comfort zone. But we'll see what the One Life Left fan base is yeah. like. <laughs> please rally your friends. Please, 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 please tell people. Uh, do we have any other business? Or shall I put on uh, another piece of music? Or shall I put on the reviews theme? What do you want to do? You're in charge, Choose team. your own adventure. Oh, it's quite late, isn't it? All right, reviews. What have you been playing this week, Simon Byron? Hi, uh, I've been uh, I've been playing a great deal, but on my mobile telephone, I've been playing a game called Race Time, which is a uh, competitive slot racer. Ooh, yes. Okay. Um, there's a track a day, and everybody who's playing Race Time has to play the track of the day, uh. and um, it's quite good. It pits you against another uh, human being. Um, very simple controls. You, you touch your screen to accelerate, and mm-hmm. if you're going too fast, you come off at the corners. You, 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 well, you don't sort of spin off, but you slow down. You. Uh, but when you're not uh, accelerating, you turn tighter. So, certainly, you know, it's a balance. Okay, good. Nice. Um, and uh, it's free to play, so you get like little coins for, for winning each race. And then when you win a race, you move up the global leaderboards, and then you race someone who's uh, closer to your new time than you were. So you, you're always just behind somebody okay which sort of uh, it's good because it keeps you you're always racing the same course each day but it keeps you sort of just getting slightly better mm. and shaving sl- bits and bobs off your time it's good it's free to play on the Google Play Store 7 out of 10 <laughs> Anne Scantlebury hello Christmas came I've got a PSVR oh yeah yeah what? You know when it started snowing the other day? Yeah. That's because of me. Because oh. Christmas happened. Um, so I've got a PSVR and I set it up, as it said, on Sunday um, and played uh, PlayStation Worlds, uh, which is a series of short games. It's basically a load of demos, really. <laughs> um, and s- there are some beautiful ones there's uh, so the one that you start off with you go into the o- uh, you're in the ocean and you're getting like dropped down and it's all pretty and there's like uh, 
there's fish and everything around you, but you don't do anything. You are just watching. So it's uh, that's sort of your introduction to this is what it's going to be like. You can look around anywhere, but don't do anything yet. What is that demo called, though, from the menu? Uh, it's called, like, Ocean Descent. Oh, is it? It's not the other Descent. It's not the... Okay. Yeah, that one. Right. And then yeah. you can have two flavours of it, can't you? Well, you? Three. Three. There's one which has got a bit of a story in it, and then there's one that you just look around. Okay. How far did you get? Well, I've played all of them. Did you get it? So did you, it's like the shark attack? Yeah, oh, that. Okay. But then nothing else happens after it. I was quite disappointed. Were you? It felt like there should have been much more to that. Okay. There wasn't. Uh, disappointed that one, 7 out of 10. Right. Uh, and then there are different ones. There um, says one where you are basically headbutting a ball at another thing. <laughs> and it's, that's really fun. Um, there's one which is VR luge. Uh, you know, luge, go down in the snow thing. Uh, but to make it interesting, they made it illegal and you're racing on the road <laughs> um, and you have to you're tilting your head with it I didn't really enjoy that one didn't like it 7 out of 10 um, the oh London Heist did you like the London Heist <laughs> get so them in shoot those oh, rotters I'm gonna That's a the face gonna really oh I've got oh, to they're behind <laughs> you turn around because you can do that in VR <laughs> now shoot them oh, that was great because you are just spinning around with yeah. your guns and I don't with guns, yeah shoot them Shooting the men Did you enjoy the smoking? Man. That was my favourite <laughs> bit. I got to smoke a cigar in an East End boozer yeah. with a gangster called Frank. <laughs> it was the best Did bit. Did you blow smoke rings? How do you blow smoke so rings? Because what you don't realise is that the VR's got a microphone here. <gasps> and so if you've got the cigar, you can go like that and it, and yeah, yeah, it, and yeah. it fizzles. Yeah, and, then, and then just go... Oh, oh, and then it comes oh, out. So it's I unbelievable. Was, I was so impressed when I was... Sit there. I was blowing out and it was blowing out the smoke at the same time that I was blowing but I was just doing the normal cigar like boring <sighs> yeah smoke rings just some of that smoke rings I'm going to go back in and do some smoke uh, it's rings got, it's got a few endings that as well I did the, one of them yeah was it a good ending bad ending that was a good ending was it okay what happens if you do that very bad <laughs> <laughs> awkward um, yeah so that was really great so yeah I mean it's a bunch of diff- small different games in VR I really yeah I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to getting into something that is a bit meatier. I like London Heist, but it, again, it's short. Um, but, I, you know, I really liked how you interact with the story and everything. Um, and then the last one that I was talking about, what's that? The uh, Sca- scavenger. Scavenger. You have to jump around a lot. Yeah. I Honestly, I took it off after five minutes and I had to go and lay down for yeah. 10 because I was going to be sick. Right. Uh, so there you have. That's the breadth of VR experiences yeah, no. that you've encompassed there. You've but enjoyed smoking, smoking, <laughs> smoking <laughs> doing nothing, <laughs> sick. <and> being sick. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, brilliant. I can't wait to try more. Seven out of ten. Fantastic, Henry. I had to delete Imbroglio. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Hold in. Go on. I had to in- delete Imbroglio off my phone oh. because I was skipping meetings at work to go and play it in the loo. <gasps> that is not What's Imbroglio? Imbroglio is the new one from Broglio. Michael Bro, I think his name is. 808 oh. Hack. And it's a 4x4 four uh. four grid thing where you have to attack monsters, but your weapons level up, not you. Right, it's obviously. It's quite complicated, obviously. It's so I've got a question. Did yeah. you like uh, Imbroglio or Im- Imbroglio? I don't Imbro- know how to pronounce uh, it. One of them. Im- we pronounce it. It's Imbroglio. Imbroggles. Did you like Imbroggles from the start? No, it took a bit of time. but I really hated it at the start. I thought, this is garbage. Yeah. Looks like garbage. And it's nonsense. And you guys are just all saying it's good because you've heard it's good. And you're going to keep saying it because Zach Gage says it's a great game. Turns out, Zach Gage is both handsome and smarter than me and right yeah it's, it's 7 out of 10 but it's, it's brilliant solid isn't it also um, along the same lines The Witness which uh, to start with for the first 20 minutes or so I absolutely hated it was maddening really? infuriating made me feel yeah. stupid and now having played it for 2 or 3 hours and cheated a good few times really? it's smart and makes me feel clever it's also a great going around game because it just looks absolutely beautiful seven I love the going around in, in The it's Witness wonderful the thing about The Witness that, that got me I think I said this on the show before but is that everything feels designed in it every single rock feels like why is he placed that rock there it's just a rock maybe it's not who knows yeah 7 out of 10 good that you concur with us on those games Chris but the last game I played yeah yeah what have you got NHL 97 Uh, (laughs) oh what was that like great <laughs> it's really good 7 out of 10 I mean 10 out of 10 no uh, <laughs> it's aged 7 what have you been playing Steve I have been playing Fire Emblem Heroes oh yeah 
Did you give it more time than I did? Yes, I did. So Fire Emblem Heroes is uh, the new one from Nintendo on mobile. Uh, it obeys more of the rules that all of the mobile experts say that Nintendo... They're idiots! Why? What? Why, why, why are you letting people Failed buy mobile your strategy? Game? Failed! You only made eight billion pounds. <laughs> you could have made ten if you made your game worse. Ah! Idiots! Uh, say various sites. <laughs> various people that we know quite well. Yeah. So who are sat at home and not making eight billion pounds yeah. a week, <laughs> but writing about it. So hello. Chris? I suppose I'd better say hi really loudly hi, that's... so it's picked up on microphone. Hello, Chris. Right. Sue Radio. Oh. Chris, residence producer. We don't Expert. know who he is. I don't, don't know, know who, who I am either, Simon. <laughs> so, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is uh, more free-to-play-ish. It is Fire Emblem, but done on very, very small grids um, and with lots and lots of different currencies, some of which only recharge with time and some of which you've got to buy and therefore it obeys all of the free-to-play rules that we are told video games should obey these days. Uh, the game itself is definitely a objectively weaker version of Fire Emblem. Uh, it is the same game in that you have very, very cute units who go up against each other and they fight Advance Wars style and they win or lose and you have to win battles like that. Uh, it is weaker because of the maps, they're smaller, but also weaker because unlike Fire Emblem where, or Advance Wars, where when you have a strategy, you plan out strategy beforehand and it fails, you can then oh, re-strategize because everything is so small and so brutal here. If your strategy fails, generally you will lose. Uh, and the only way of winning is going grinding for better units. The way it succeeds is because there are so many characters, so many characters that you have to play uh, the gacha system for. So you have to grind out some orbs, pay for them, and then in sort of sticker pack lottery, you receive an array of characters. And maybe they're good or maybe they're bad. If they're bad, you'll definitely want to play again to get some more. If they're good, well, you'll still want to get some more. It is addictive mostly because of the compelling uh, anime portraits. Right. That was it, was it? <laughs> Uh, Who's your favourite? I am playing it. Uh, so are you having to cover the screen while you're playing it? Are you on the train? <laughs> a little bit. They are a, <laughs> they are a bit sexy, yeah. aren't they? Um, I, my favourite. Uh, I don't. I don't remember what their names are. Doesn't matter. But does they it? are my favourite. <laughs> if you're looking at them like that, you should at least learn their names. That's true, isn't it? <laughs> It's true, um, but I've paid so many orbs for it, I feel like I don't Still have to. Still not okay. Still definitely not okay. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, despite myself, uh, and I'm sure in... I've got a folder on my iPad, which is called... Oh, God, <laughs> Do Steve. Do not look. No, it's called... It's, yeah, it's called work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> work. Business work. Do not look. Uh, no, I've got a folder folder, folder folder called... Oh, really, Steve? Frowny face. And okay. I'm sure this will end up in there, ultimately, when I realise what I'm doing. But for now... I'm Why don't you just delete it like I have? I literally deleted it. Sorry, that's the end of the review section. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, so we're going to see you Friday at Mariochi, we've just yeah. decided, and then we're going to practice and do the... the, the, the it's going to be brilliant. April the 6th, tickets will be going on sale shortly. Mm. Any other business? We've got about a minute. Uh, no, we've got another week to talk, talk up uh, GDC and uh, New York and everything, so just tune in next week for more talking up. Just for future reference... No is not the right answer at that point. If we oh, say okay. any other business, just no. go, no, we can deal with no, that actually, next see, week. It's no, fine. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. There's nothing left. I really do need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought we established this. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> Let's shut it down then. Don't forget all right. cards. Uh, thanks very much, guys, for coming on the show. We will see you next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. Until next week, goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.